You are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is the Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that and like you right now. So be encouraged and let your light shine. Empathy is a wonderful God-given ability to identify with, vicariously understand, the internal experiences of another person, making communication more genuine and valuable. When we empathize, many different regions of the brain collaborate in addition to the tiny, miraculous mirror neurons. We have been hardwired to experience powerful compassion for others, and this compassion crosses all three worlds, sensory, electromagnetic, and quantum. <laughs> I had to read it. That's so you know? good. Mirror neurons. Yeah. I'm like, we keep talking oftentimes about like the power of community, the power of being with people. I feel like we don't do that purposelessly. <laughs> you know, we do it with purpose because right. of stuff like this. That's the way like, we're made. Yeah, like being we, with people. We don't, we don't think of that. Uh-uh. I didn't till recently. I got a little older and a little wiser, mm. you know. Isn't that amazing? It is. The power. But, and what's oh neat about this gosh. is as you read through this, it refers to scripture. Yes. You know. Oh, yeah. everything in creation will point back to God. Mm-hmm. Always. Everything will point back to scripture. At yeah. no point will there be a clashing. Yeah. And the doctor wrote, I have personally reached a point where science has taken my relationship with God to a whole new level. He has become very real and very personal. Through science, you see how much trouble he has gone to in order to show himself to us in every way possible. Yes. Yeah, it's, that's quite a statement. He's shown it to us through science. So anyway, good morning. <laughs> and I mean, as science is becoming more specific getting into those tinier and tinier and tinier pieces, you know, quantum physics. It's just fascinating how it continues to point to what God's doing. Look at all your books. Yeah, I let I read that and this one here. Can we fill in some gaps here? <laughs> You're the leader. Yeah, okay, so when were you first married? Oh, the first one, 1971. How long were you married? <laughs> There's no shame in it. 21 years. And you had how many kids? Two children, Bethany and Shirley. Two daughters. Correct. What happened to that marriage? Am I allowed to ask? Budweiser. Yours? Yeah, there was a time there where I should have gone to counseling, but, you know, there wasn't anything wrong with me, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've heard that from many people, probably. Did you graduate and then go right into the Army? I worked one year for a telephone construction company after high school graduation, and then I went into the U.S. Army. So you graduated in? 1964. And then is that who you came back to work for after? No, that after was a different the service, I came back AT&T. for Ohio Bell Telephone, AT&T. Okay. Where'd you meet your second wife? And she always says this. In the VFW in Washingtonville, I had a store reserved, and she came in with her cousin, and that was it. Oh. <laughs> so did you go to another church before you came here? or? Well, yeah. I went to East Fairfield United Methodist Church, went to Greenford Christian Church, 
went to, it was right before COVID, so it wasn't very long. It was Beaver Creek Ministries. And then didn't go to church for a while, but it was on Zoom with uh, Chestnut Ridge Church in Morgantown, West Virginia. And through Zoom, through Greg here, and we had Zoom at Beaver Creek Ministries. And then after it sort of like cleared up, then I've gone to pray here for years. So I thought, you know, it's time to go to church here. So, And I love the message. I, I just love the message now. And the music, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we oh, do- yeah. What are we doing? I'm going to do a quick bio <laughs> intro to you. And then you. we're going to ask you four questions and we'll just talk back and forth. No problem. No problem. Let's get my notes out. Oh. Let's make this official. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. It's Lizzie. It's Katie. And we are here with Jerry D. Mong. Welcome, Jerry. Thank you. Nice What's to be D here. What's the D stand for? Dean. Dean. Jerry my Dean. My dad's Ooh, name. Oh, I like that. I do, too. My dad's name. Jerry Dean. You should have a double name. We should just call you Jerry Dean. Actually, <laughs> all my relatives do. Do they? You've been holding out on us this whole time. <laughs> I love that. We are here with Jerry Dean Mong. Glad to have you here today, Jerry. Thank you very much. It Jerry just sounds Dean. like it should go together. <laughs> it does. It's like, it's like the perfect name. Jerry Dean was born and raised in Knox, Pennsylvania. He went to grade school at Ashland Elementary and graduated from... Keystone High in Knox, PA in 1964. He enlisted into the U.S. Army in November of 1965 and was in the Army until October 1968. What were your two assignments? I was in Germany for a year at an isolated microwave communication station in the Alps. Wow. Does that uh, mean you were all by yourself? Well, there there was two of us us on, on site. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hope you liked them. I had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it was okay. That's where I learned to ski in the Alps. Yeah, pretty neat. Wow. And then in November of 67, I got my orders to go to Vietnam. So I was in Vietnam from January 68 to October 1968. Mm. A lot of difference in scenery. Uh-huh. And were you wow. still with one person? No, there were more of us, but it was a isolated microwave communication site. And it was there was a lot of guys up there, plus other communications battalions. Jerry got married in 1971 and was married for 21 years. And they had two daughters. He did find love again in 1999 with his current wife, Marilyn. Together, they have a blended family with four children, eight grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. They have two labs, Scout and Howdy. Jerry Dean works almost 40 years at AT AT&T Ohio Bell. Three months shy. Why wouldn't you just (laughs) stay three more months and get the official award for 40 years? They kicked us out. Oh, okay. Oh. They come in and said, it'd be nice if you old people left. Oh. We said, okay. But a long career with AT&T. Some interesting facts about Jerry Dean. He rides and he's a volunteer at Pegasus Therapeutic Equestrian Farm Family Military Center. That's a mouthful. Project Healing Waters Fly Fishing. Wow. He's going to talk about that later. He's been going to prayer at the... Upper Room with Ohio Valley, Ohio Valley Prayer, which, which is, is now titled Tuesday Night Prayer. Tuesday Night Prayer. Yep. 
It's been here for years and finally decided to make the upper room his home church about a year ago. Yay. So happy to have you here today, (laughs) Jaredine. (laughs) Thank you. Nice to be here. Actually, it's wonderful to be here. Are you a listener? I am. Jaredine, tell us who or what turned your light on. I was going to East Fairfield United Methodist Church. Leo Hicks was there, and that's Reverend Reedy's son-in-law. And he invited me to go with him down to Winona United Methodist Church to a man of faith breakfast on a Saturday. And there was about maybe eight or ten folks. And from there, it outgrew. And then we went to a restaurant in Lisbon at the Log Cabin. It outgrew there. And now it's at the Dutch House with close to 100 people, 100 men, on a Saturday, the third Saturday of the month. So his invitation to the breakfast also led to going to Promise Keepers, which was in Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Morgantown, not Morgantown, Wheeling, West Virginia. I just started growing and it just opened my eyes to what the real life of Christ is. I was born and raised in a church, but then when I went to the military, I got away from that. But Leo was the first invitation And then it just grew from there through Promise Keepers and today the Rally in the Valley in Youngstown. Keeps it growing. How old were you when you started the breakfast and Promise Keepers? Or what stage in your life was that when you started? Probably 2000. So after after you were were married? married. Correct. Yeah. When you got exposed to that, how did your life change? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It, It was wonderful. Because you said you met your second wife at the bar. Yeah. That lasted maybe a year. And I woke up and I said, I got to quit this. Hmm. So I quit going to the VFW and that was it. Just get rid of the alcohol. I always remember this in Promise Keepers. There was always thousands of men, 8, 10, 12, 14,000 men. Did you ever hear that many sing Amazing Grace? We weren't allowed in. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> but tell us about it. Well, I think it was Cincinnati. On the news, it said there was a coal mine cave in in Pennsylvania on that Friday or Saturday. So, the person in charge on stage told us about that. And he said, let's all pray. Well, that many men praying separately was pretty mm-hmm. phenomenal. The band lit up and, and played Amazing Grace, and there was that many, you know, it sounded wonderful. But instances like that really helps you grow when you know there's that many men out there that really care about our Lord and Savior. All these arms and hands were reaching up. That's pretty powerful. So we've talked a little bit about PTSD mm-hmm. with you and the military. Mm-hmm. How did that change for you when Jesus came into your life? Well, at first, I still didn't admit it. We just don't. Back when I got to Vietnam and up to a number of quite a few years ago, well, until the recent military got involved with it, they didn't push counseling. Counseling was a bad name, bad word. And I look back at my growing up days and my military days and somebody said they were going to counseling. Everybody just said, oh, wow, boy, you nuts or what? And PTSD, there's different symptoms with that. And it doesn't really mean you're going to commit suicide or anything. Sleeplessness, body aches, can't eat, don't want to make friends, isolation, 
just a number of things. I was having nightmares, and I just so happened to have my VA doctor appointment. I was telling him, he said, you want to go to counseling? I said, yes. So I did. And it, it was just, she was wonderful. Actually, there was two clinicians, and they were wonderful. Really opened my eyes. And then Bill Snyder gave me this book. I read through that, Resilience, and it is the science of mastering life's greatest challenges. How do you bounce back from a devastating attack, mental or physical? And, you know, PTSD has many, many ways of getting that. And it's, uh, it just isn't a war veteran. It's a family member. So many churches won't address that. And I just want to thank Upper Room for addressing that and bringing in the counselor from Columbiana County, talking to everybody about counseling. In your experience, was it your time in the military that drove you to drinking? Is that, was that when that became a coping method for you? Yes. I can remember telling the counselor, because we talked, oh my gosh, it was really in-depth. I told her that I didn't want to come home. And she said, why? I says, because I don't want to talk to my mother and tell her what happened. I don't want to hurt her. You know? And I think we're all like that. We don't want to hurt mom. So we keep it inside. I've kept that inside for since 1968. <laughs> Until four years ago when yeah. you went to counseling. Yeah. Like I said, you know, a lot of a lot of signs don't show. You have to admit that you need you need help. Yeah. You know. That's good. You have to admit it. Did you know? counseling change the dynamics that you had with your daughters? Because they must have grown up with you the majority of their lives, you know, still yeah. dealing with trauma and coping with Budweiser. And how did that change when your life changed with Jesus and counseling? They can see it. When we're together, they've noticed how more calm I am. You know, I've always believed in the family terribly a lot. Like every other family, this COVID set it back some. It's just a calming influence that I've been through through counseling. I'm proud I did that. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud to talk about it. Yeah. You know, I know some people have been through counseling and they won't say beans about it. Well, I'm, I want to tell the whole world that counseling is wonderful, not just mental counseling, physical counseling, because you have to take care of your body because it belongs to the Lord. And this book that I've been reading, Switch On Your Brain. Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Yeah. It explains to you what your brain does. There's references to chapters and verses in the Bible about how God created you, and you're, you're in his image. One instance that really, really, really stuck in my mind, it's when I smile, it brings smiles out of other people. When they smile and they're happy, the people across them smile and are happy. And it's mirror neurons. It's a gift that God gave you, and he wants you to use it. Switch on your brain. I would recommend to read that for anybody. And this resilience, especially for military folks, because— Who wrote that one? Stephen Southwick and Dennis Charney. The military person has gone through more than other people can even realize. Basic training. I can remember you were inducted at a hometown somewhere— and took a bus down to Charleston, South Carolina. And we climbed off the bus. And the first language I heard, 
I'd never heard before in 1965. Mom and Dad never used that language. So that's the first step of holy mackerel. Here we go. And then you get into the physical part of it. I assume it's still the same today. Military life is pretty tough, pretty tough. So just pray for all the veterans and pray for all the active duty military. It's important. So tell us, Jerry, what lights you up? What lights me up? Pegasus Therapeutic Equestrian Farm in Hartville, Ohio. Pegasus Farm was founded in 1985 by three Canton City school teachers who envisioned an equestrian center that could offer children in special needs the opportunity for physical activity and recreation. Today, there's over 34 horses, close to 200 students ride for therapy. The muscles of the horse will come up through the saddle, up through the rider, and the rider is in a different world. I volunteer there as a leader of the horse, clean the horse up, but then also on the Wednesdays we have a military day where the veterans ride. But when I was leading this one horse on a Friday and there was a young person in the saddle and I was leading, now just close your eyes and envision this. I was leading a horse around the arena and she wasn't a, a good rider. So there was a sidewalker on each side to steady her. As I was walking around the arena leading the horse, I turned around and looked at her and she had this largest smile on her face and she was in a world that was so far away from her normal world because I could tell that she was an abused child and when she was in that saddle there was no abuse there she was just in the hands of God I can still see her sitting up there with this smile on her face and I could hear the Lord saying what you do for the least of these, you do for me. And I still think of that today. And sometimes I just start crying. It's pretty amazing what the Lord wants from you. And it's so easy. Some people want to make it hard, but oh my gosh, just like leading that horse and volunteering. And when I first read about it, it was Horses for Heroes. And I read about it in VFW magazine. And they wanted to do volunteers at different locations. And I told Marilyn, I said, you know, I can do this because we have horses and then we ride. So we went over to Hartville to the Pegasus. And it was a, had a family fun day. And the whole parking lot was just full. And I says, thank you, God. This is where I'm supposed to be. And that was before I retired. So Marilyn and I did a Thursday night. And then when I retired, I moved into military day on Wednesdays. But also I volunteered on Friday. And that's where I got involved with the, with the young girl that did that, uh, smiled. And they all smile. They get on that horse and it's a different world. You know, they're away from sickness. They're away from being abused. We finished up and the instructor came over and lifted her off the saddle, and she was still in a different world. Yeah, that's that's one thing that really lights me up, and uh, uh, that's at Hartville, and since that time, they've opened up the Family Military Center in Louisville, and it's open to veterans, active duty military, and first responders to ride. And if you can't ride, you 
groom the horse, you clean the horse, you lead the horse around the arena. The volunteers are there, like myself, to uh, help them do that. The Farm Bureau, each spring or summer, goes around to different farms, like a farm tour. Well, this year, they just wanted to go to one farm, and they chose Pegasus. And so the volunteers were there just to greet the people and this and that. And I talked to so many people about Pegasus, and it was just, I was in heaven. There's been so much research lately on the benefits of volunteering that it is, it's good for people. Mm-hmm. It provides you with a sense of purpose, provides you with a sense of community, helps you meet new friends. It increases your social skills. It improves self-esteem, teaches you valuable skills, brings fun into your life. It can help you be happier. It can help you get out of your comfort zone. So I love that you are a proponent of volunteering because... When you volunteer, you almost get as much back as you give out because of the benefits of volunteering. So kudos to you for spending your time. I've always loved volunteering. I'd rather volunteer and be in charge. I'm not an in-charge person. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. (laughs) It's the Lord. So you're letting your light shine by volunteering and working with the veterans at Pegasus. What, What else are you doing in this season of your life to let your light shine? Well, I joined a group in 2017 called Project Healing Waters Fly Fishing. What is Project Healing Waters Fly Fishing? We are a national nonprofit with programs in all 50 states. We work with men and women with all types of disabilities. We teach regular scheduled classes in fly fishing basics, fly casting, fly tying, and in many programs, rod building. We also offer fishing outings. How do we do it? Volunteers from local fly fishing clubs teach the classes at the VA, Department of Defense, Wild Trout and Lebanon, and other locations. We organize fishing trips both one day and multi-day. Everything is provided to all participants at no cost. If you are a disabled veteran or an active duty receiving treatment for a disabling condition, you may be eligible to join a Project Healing Waters fly fishing program. I read this in 2017, and Marilyn and I were planning a vacation to Wyoming. So I said, you know, if I'm going to Wyoming, I have to know how to fly fish. I read this, and, and I called, uh, emailed the gentleman in Pittsburgh. So he says, yeah, come on over. So I started in 2017 and built my first rod that summer. I didn't take it fly fishing. Gentleman that got me over, he let me some equipment, and I caught my first trout in a Wyoming stream. Where do you That's fly amazing. fish in Ohio? <laughs> Actually, you can fly fish anywhere, a pond or a stream or wherever. There's Beaver Creek is a good bass bass stream. But there's a stream in uh, over near south of Wooster that the state of Ohio stocks. It's a good stream. And then just near here is Valant. Neshanic Creek is really as stocked by the state of Pennsylvania and also the fly store that's over there. And the store, they each spring they have a big fundraiser. And then travel to central Pennsylvania, just south of Penn State University. I've gone over there with Healing Waters, gone to Neshanic with Healing Waters. Each summer, once a month, we go to a large lake or pond somewhere. Uh, Seven Springs, one in Washington, Pennsylvania. A lot of guys go up to Lake Erie and Steelhead, and I've never done that, you know. But there's a lot of streams. It's near Pennsylvania, near us, 
that's NPA. When I first met him, it was at a VA hospital, Aspenwall. Just everybody just welcomed me, and everybody's welcome. And you can see that the Lord is there. And Marilyn went over with her keyboard one time and played music for him while we did the fly tying. Project Healing Waters, you're standing in a creek fly fishing, and your negative thoughts are being washed away. Everybody else is a veteran, and their thoughts are being washed away also. It's that like that little girl sitting in his saddle with that big smile. We're standing there in the creek, and do, do we want to catch fish? Well, yeah, but it's not important. The important thing is let those thoughts wash down the creek. That's two special things I do, and I just, I just love them. I love doing them, and I love to be with veterans. I just love it. I know our local YMCA at the downtown Youngstown YMCA has a veterans program. It's free for oh. veterans, and they can come three times a week and get personal training and work out at the central YMCA. So you can pass that oh, along wow. to your I will to your veteran buddies. I will. Thank you. I just love how all of these things that are lighting you up, that are healing to yourself and to people, they're so grounded in nature. They're grounded in creation. I was reading this article not too long ago about a New York City psychiatrist who was beginning to prescribe, instead of medication, they were prescribing outdoor time. And so she would have people come in, they would sit and talk, and then she would prescribe an hour next week in nature because it's healing to humans. Like you were saying, like, you know, our negative thoughts are washing down the stream and it's not necessarily catching the trout, but it's being with people and being in nature. And there's something about God's creation and us being in it, not inside of rooms, not inside of buildings, but with creation that's healing to us. I love this. Healing waters and Pegasus Farm. It's a good work. That's so cool. Yeah. One of the things that the VA has done recently is to get away from, not get away from, but in addition to, you're sitting at the table counseling with everybody, but they've come up with different programs for that. Once your communication is done with the counselor, I do gentle mat yoga. It's through the Parma VA. There's so many programs that they have come out with recently. I did photography this spring. I did gardening this spring through Zoom. And that was through Ohio State University Extension Agency. There's a facility in Youngstown called Smarts. Yeah. Well, that's who the photography was was through for the veteran. And I just got notification this summer they're going to have some more programs. And one of them is art. And I've always been interested in art. So I plan on enrolling in that. I like this. You're a learner. <laughs> I do. I, yeah. You're on it. Yeah. You're doing lots of stuff. Yeah. When I was working, oh my gosh, we went to so many schools electronic-wise, and some of it was way above my head, but there was a lot that I could really, really, really understand. I do love to learn. Yeah, I, I do. You know, there's so many programs that if you're with the right people to make them friends, they want to learn also. And, you know, and like the Lord says, get with people that are like-minded. Thanks. I think that's amazing that you're, you know, you're willing to learn at this stage of your life. Oftentimes, adults don't want to do something that they're not going to be good at immediately. We forget about the practice stage or failing is not necessarily a bad thing. And so we, a lot of times people 
won't try things because they're like, oh, I won't be good at that. Well, not at first, but you keep at it. You might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> or you might find that you enjoy something or that's not your cup of tea. But I think that's amazing that you are still trying out brand new things and mm-hmm. finding, I like this. I don't like this. You know, we need to allow ourselves to be bad at things. Yeah, we do. Without feeling like we have to be a perfectionist the first time we pick up a new right, exactly. skill or hobby. Yeah. What was the last thing you tried? <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm thinking. I don't even know. What is the last thing I did? I'm new to gardening. I had three plants that died last year. I think it was the soil because they were by pine trees. I don't know. Oh, I named them yeah. even Heidi, Holly, and <laughs> oh Heather. God. They were like hydrangeas. And I talked oh. to them and I tried to sing to them. They did not make it. <laughs> but some of my other flowers are coming back and they are they look like rock stars. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I learn a lot through Chris because he's a learner. And so he's constantly reading about things, learning new things, doing new things. Yeah, but and I, I don't know what you did, what you've tried. Here we go, Chris being like, you have no hobbies. <laughs> but I feel like through him, I'm like, oh, so that's how you refinish a wood floor. I would never. I don't think that counts. Does it not, <laughs> count? Does not count? No. I got to watch the whole process. Watching, and no, you have to do. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about golf. I don't want to golf, but man. Because you're with him on the golf course? No, because he just talks about golf a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Learning, learning. What should my next... up. Sorry. What should my next hobby be? I have a friend who was learning how to sword fight. That's interesting. There's a... With a a real sword? Yeah, with real swords. They teach you that. There's a group. Who who do they want to sword fight? Like over in Pittsburgh. Just just pretend. I'm like, you're amazing. Who does that? She just signed up because she felt like Learning how to fight they, with swords. They have a renaissance center over there, and they do things like that. Dress in the dress that they wore back then. Oh, see, she's not into that. Oh, she no. just wants a sword fight. That's part of it. Crazy to me. Anyways, again, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you're going to help. Uh, have to help us think of hobbies to try. Okay. I, I, I can do that. <laughs> we. This I is our hobby. Yeah. It's called work. <laughs> so, <laughs> happily, happily, but... So NASA has a saying... And I've wore their sweatshirt for years and years. Failure is not an option. Wait a minute. Well, if you're in NASA, you, I mean, literally, okay. you just can't. Yeah, but if I was wearing Everyone that sweatshirt dies. around and I'm telling people, try a new hobby, yeah. it's okay <laughs> to ahead. fail. It's okay to fail. Don't wear that Put sweatshirt that around me, Jerry Dean. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty powerful if you really think about it. It's healthy, too. That's probably yeah. healthy. Helping you in your healing process is, mm-hmm. it's a combination. It's Jesus- First of all, it's counseling, it's changing your lifestyle, it's getting involved and volunteering and giving of yourself and doing yoga and things that bring you joy, gardening, photography, soon to be art for you. Yeah. If you're out there listening, I challenge you all. You can check in on Kate and I, see how well we do. (laughs) Try a new hobby this summer. And it's okay if you do fail. Don't wear that sweatshirt around us, Jerry Dean. Um, But I think everybody should try something new this summer. Oh, I do too. Although I can't even think of (laughs) what I want to do. Well, I'll work on that. Ask Jerry. Jerry, what should I do this? You're going to pass out cards with hobbies I was say, on them. Here you a, go. He'll give you some thoughts. Mountain climbing. Oh, jeez. No, I don't want to do that. That's my problem. It's outdoors. I like to be outdoors. Yeah. I don't want to mountain climb. Is jet skiing really fast a hobby? 
Anybody Wait, out there hobby. with you jet skis? You have to do something new. Oh, okay. Um, Water skiing. Oh, boy. I don't even think I could get up on <laughs> oh, skis. <laughs> I did that. I'm a good swimmer, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get I did, up on skis. <laughs> I did that in 1964, and I, I didn't like it. I did it once, and I... Failure was an option in that. (laughs) (laughs) Failure and uh, pain as well. Mm. Let's try that. Let's all find a hobby this summer. And do it together. That's the key. Ooh, we can do one together. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, we'll leave you two out of it. We'll leave you two out of it. Where are we at? Your time. You didn't ask question three. I did too. No, you didn't. I did. How are you letting your light shine? He didn't answer. He did too. Do you have more? These two veteran programs really allow my love for Christ to show. That was answer number three. And you answered it? Oh, I'm sorry. Where you been? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She's thinking of hobbies. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I heard you. (laughs) Is this the edited part? (laughs) Yeah, it sure is. Who knows? Maybe it'll show up. I have no problem. Well, that's very kind of you, but (laughs) anyways. I I love it when the tears flow up front. I really do. Well, we'll laugh here and cry up there and (laughs) who knows where you'll get me. Crying on a Sunday morning or... Well, apparently it's it's my question. Don't you love an engaged interviewer? (laughs) (laughs) Real life, you know. (laughs) So tell me, do you have any supernatural stories to tell, or anything that you've experienced you felt like is kind of indescribable, or maybe not? No, I don't think so. Okay. Can't think of any supernatural or anything wild. What about mild? Probably. What I think the most of is. Be careful of the new friendships I make because they could lead you down the wrong path. I'm very sensitive today about that, where I end up going with friendships, different organizations, which I don't join anymore. And volunteer groups, there is one called Kayaks on the Water, and they're for military and and veterans, but there's not any in the area where they teach the person how to fish from a kayak or just kayak. And I really wish there was one in the area, but there isn't. It's organizations like that that a lot of organizations take advantage of the veterans and the military. And so I'm very aware of how sincere are they. You feel like that's discernment from the Holy Spirit? I do. Yeah. I can remember one time, it's been years ago, I went to a men of faith breakfast over in Canton with a good friend of mine. They had a youth group there of four or five teenagers, and they were on stage to do a little, I want to say skit. They were standing up there, and it was real quiet, and all these kids, five of them up there, teenagers, and it was real quiet, and they had their heads bowed, and I knew that they were praying, and they pray before everything they do. So that's when it started with me, and I really, really, really try to pray before I do a lot of things. You know, I just ask for guidance. And that's really helped me. So is that mild? I don't know. It has to be. It's the truth. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Being involved with other people is important. Don't be a recluse. Well, Jerry, it's been fun having you on our show. We thank you for coming in and yeah. thanks for being vulnerable and sharing your story. And that's so good. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Okay. Please pray for veterans mm-hmm. and active duty military. With Memorial Day coming up, please, that's a big Remembrance Day. It affects all of us. Also, if there's any veterans out there that would like to march in Memorial Day Parade, 
The American Legion forms behind Ars Pizza at 9.30 a.m. on Memorial Day. You're welcome to fall in behind us and march with us. I'd love to have you. How about we end with a prayer? Why don't you say a prayer for the veterans that are listening? I'd love to. Thank you. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, Lord, for all the blessings that you have showered upon us over years and years and years. And Lord, I just lift all the all the veterans, all the active duty military, and all the first responders. I lift them up to you, Lord. Just hold them in your powerful hands. Talk to them. And just let them know that you're there for them. Lord, and with Memorial Day coming up, I just pray for all the families that have lost loved ones to the wars. As I said, we have so many blessings, and that's one of them, that you allow us to pray to you and with you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Make sure you tune in next week for another special guest. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye.